Welcome to the Cosmere Reads, a Cosmere podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Will, and Alondo. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 9 and 10 of Mistborn, The Final Empire. Enjoy! Welcome, everyone, to episode four of The Cosmere Reads. Hi. Yeah. So you might notice that we are with Alondo, um, Doughboy, a.k.a. Scott Stankfresh. Um, <laughs> and, and and Will is not going to be able to make it tonight. Uh, he is sick as a dog, um, so he's taking the week off. Uh, he might be watching and chat a little bit here and there uh, from his bed on the bend but we have our lovely mod zul who actually was our first guest ever for the will reads so um mm-hmm. uh, we're keeping the tradition going <laughs> ah, nice <laughs> just I love continuity the continuity i love yeah, it just just keep the tradition going uh yeah and um you know one, one of the things i always like to do as well um you know especially early on I, with the will reads i did this i've done this with us as well just because it's fun to see all the information come in and share little tidbits about like you know growth and things like that of what's going on um so we hit our first 100 downloads in three episodes so that's fun actually we're at 134 downloads as of right now for the first three so um averaging a little bit under 50 50 downloads an episode um so it's you know it's a new a new podcast it takes a little time for it to go sure um you know the, the youtube it has a little bit more views but that's because it's live and it's fun um and i knew that would happen but that's okay um and then our locations are still growing so like we're in a ton of states as well so like i wanted to kind of talk about the united states a little bit we are in a ton of countries but like i think it's one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen 16 different states that have we have listeners in so very good now, all, is it, wait now which states are we talking about like is it mainly like southern states New England all over states? i mean oh, Calif- oh, okay. california connecticut florida okay. maryland okay. massachusetts new mm-hmm. jersey new york tennessee texas yeah, utah tennessee. vermont washington state yeah even puerto rico and dc so yeah it's a it's 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 mixed all over the place it's kind of like google trends i love going on google trends and typing something in and then seeing what the breakdown is or like what state yeah. <laughs> like really like to get into something so i really like to you know, i'm curious about like if there's more readers oh, yeah. in like the southwest it, it, or whatever yeah on the little analytics it has analytics. all the different yeah you have there all the countries and then it also breaks down like what platform people are listening to us on oh yeah yeah like spotify pocket cast mm-hmm. stitcher google podcast and then also it groups down like uh male female non-binary and also uh age groups so um most of our people listen to us are between the ages of uh 28 and 34 or 45 and 50 like there's there's a lot in those two and then nothing in between in the 35 to 44 so, so we're having <laughs> problems breaking to that all required 65 to 73 demographic yeah, we've been so trying we to the, track down we gotta we got get the, that we got the 20 year olds oh, and we man. got like the 40 year olds uh-huh but then like that mid thirties to mid forties. So no one, no one likes us. Oh, <laughs> and those the are my Z- people. The oh, Zennials. No. The oh, Zennials. No. Oh, wow. <laughs> They're not like, <laughs> I haven't found us yet. That's what it is. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And, and about, it's almost like 50, oh, it's a little bit more 60% male. And I don't know how accurate this is. I guess it's based on whoever pays the internet bill. Cause I don't know how they count these statistics. Um, um, hmm. I think, you know, with your, like, let's say on my Spotify. Yeah. I'm listening. Um, I don't know how they do it. You can, 
maybe on your account you can you can choose to answer these questions or not. Yeah, but you think that the non-specified would be a higher percentage because it's only like two percent non-specified. So like there's yeah, something so. to figure out. But yeah. I don't know how accurate it is. That's what the point I'm trying to make. I don't know how accurate it actually is. Sure. So it might be. It might be completely accurate. Who knows? The 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 internet knows things that I do not know. Welcome to our new statistics podcast. Just just, just stats reads. That's right. Stats reads. Exactly. Yeah. uh, I don't know how that all works, but ask Google and I'm sure they'll know everything about you. Oh, yeah. Without question. Without question. Indeed. Indeed. Um, So, yeah. um, Anyway, as far as what's going else is going on, I'm having a fun uh, Memorial Day weekend so far. We drove all the way to uh, Waynesboro. Virginia, in case you don't know where that is, it's okay. If you're not from Virginia, I don't expect you to. Um, it's um, in the mountains, um, just up in the Appalachia Mountains. Um, went to Stanton for a little bit, found a little D&D shop to buy Pokemon cards for my kid and some some toys and things like that. And uh, yeah, it was a fun little trip. Um, uh, my, my in-laws live up there, so that's why. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah, yeah. I was I was like, randomly should, just for a day, go up there. No. Most people don't go to Waynesboro. I went there because I was with the Commissioner of Revenue's office back in the day, and I used to, have to oh, yeah. travel up that way all the time. Yeah. And what's that, that that hotel that has like the, the name like really like prominently like on top of the hotels? Like the James... I know what you're talking about, but I don't know. I can't remember what it is. It's like the James Madison Hotel or something like that. Something anyway, like that. somebody's going to know what that's what that is and probably correct us somewhere, but somewhere. Yeah. I, I just always stay at uh at, at my in law's house. Yeah. So, oh yeah, that's convenient. Uh, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, they, I mean, they they live there in, in Waynesboro. There's not much in Waynesboro. I mean, there's a lot. There's a little. Oh, more it's there. a lot better than what it was like 20 years ago. 20 mm-hmm. years ago, like nothing was there. Now they actually now they have, have bars and they stuff. Have yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. They're building up. So I remember when you recorded from your car in a parking lot one time when you were uh-huh. staying there. Yeah, <laughs> and the cops pulled up and they're like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah. no, I wasn't. I wasn't recording. We were doing trivia. Oh, that's what it was. You were on our it was trivia. Tri- it was that's on. Right. It was on. Uh, it, when DT used to have yeah. a trivia, like he used to do trivia servers, and he did like a charity one where had all yeah. these content creators do like this massive, yeah, contest trivia contest. And I was on your trivia team. And, yeah, that's what it was. It was and fun. I knew if I stayed at my in-laws' house, I would not have a place like because it, it, there's no way where for me to record. Mm-hmm. Oh, so right. I went to a parking lot and recorded from inside the car, and yeah, cop. They're in the middle of, like, of the content like, cop like knocked on windows like uh so are you okay why are you just stay, like loitering in this parking lot i was like i i'm live man like, <laughs> like you want to say the best places to record a podcast in your car and in your closet every time works every time okay. yep. lighting was bad but uh you know I was, hey it works but, out but that was that was voice only so it was fine it was yeah. Voice only, yeah. yeah it was great yeah. it was great it was fun um yeah so how about you guys well uh, how's your memorial day weekend going uh, it's been going good for me. I mean, I can't complain. Um, I, I, I spent three hours wrapping a whole bunch of lumpia, so you you can't beat that, right? So yeah, mm, Korean food. Say so what? Or Filipino? Yeah, Filipino. Yeah. Filipino, so yeah, uh, yeah you, you'll be getting okay. some. I'm oh. I'm bringing some over to you. Don't worry. Yep. So I make some some oh, shrimp yeah. and some trees lumpia. I like to. Mm. I, I love doing my little amateur chef thing. So that that was what I was doing. So oh, nothing nice. really special beyond wow. that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I went to a wedding yesterday and um, like all of the men in the ceremony and a bunch of the other family members and stuff were wearing kilts and it just warmed my heart because I had that at my wedding too. And um, it was just kind of fun. You don't normally see that here in East Texas. So I wouldn't think. 
You don't see that um, typically in I America. I had a bagpiper yeah. too, so that was even oh, nice. weirder. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Bagpipes are always fun. Um, the loud. If they're well played. Um, if they're well played, really cool. When you have someone yeah. playing it terribly. I actually have a Watch funny out. <laughs> story about that. So there's a really big Scottish uh, band called the Chieftains. Um, yeah. Really, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I've heard them. Yeah. Yeah. So they came and played at uh, the Ferguson Center, which is like a local um, um, uh, for a lot of and I, a local uh, music venue, uh, yeah. concert venue. And one of my friends knew them. So afterwards, they went up to the bar with us and we, they wanted to go to the Irish pub. Um, so we took him to Keegan's, which is like, oh, because we couldn't think of any other place to go. Right. And it's more commercialized. Yeah. And they had like a, a live band playing. But the owner there was there and he's Irish. And he was like, the chieftains are here. Like, the, whoever the local guy is, you're off the stage. Like, the chieftains are now playing at my bar. <laughs> like, yeah, so, absolutely. So they played yeah. like a little impromptu uh, set. But like everyone started complaining that the bagpipes are too loud and leaving. And I'm just like, oh, I don't no. care. Keep playing. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Because <laughs> it's oh, great. Right. I mean, you have like a international act that's playing a little tiny, little crappy bar. And everybody's like, uh-huh. I don't know who these are. And it's loud. <sighs> Gotta love. Good old yeah, the bagpipes were a little loud in the in the chapel. But yeah, it was a lot of fun when they. Yeah, we, but, we did like a whole procession, like winding our way across campus to the reception and everybody's following along. It was at night with all the lights and it was was fun. Cool. Yeah. People don't realize how loud musical instruments are until you have them played indoors. Cause I, I still play a little bit of trumpet. I think it's loud. It's loud. Oh oh, yeah. 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 Get ready. If you want to hear me practice. Yeah, it's even louder when you have your 10 on. And speaking of that, let's go jump right into chapter nine. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. So um, so yeah, it's it's a couple months later. Um, so there is a little bit of time jump between part one and part two. It's not like a huge time jump, it's a few months later. Um, and it starts this little cat and mouse game. And it's it, I don't know if you if you caught on really fast a lot of what was going on, but um uh, it, it I thought right away, I think I, I my first time reading this, I was like, I know what's going on here. <laughs> but, oh, but I yeah, thought so it was the, a great bait and switch because it um, yeah. it broke up two different parts of the book. Mm-hmm. It went from part one to part two. And it was a great bait and switch where it's like, you don't know if she has like mastered stuff and she's actually fighting a real assailant when you're first mm-hmm. reading it because they were so ambiguous. The only thing they used was pronouns. Right. Mm-hmm. Him, 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 you know, right. or foe or whatever they used to refer to it. And then like it just kept like, you know, kind of dangling like little bits, you know, bits more information. You're like, OK, OK, this is a training yeah. session. She's not quite there yet. She's further along. She was. But. Oh, yeah. And then eventually but, just kind of like, oh, it's months later. It's not like years later. So, yeah. But she's she's doing a pretty good job. Man, oh, that yeah. ass, like jumping around like and, and it. it the way they're training is like, you know, it's like live ammunition training, like in the military. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, there, there are deathly coins flying at you. Like if you screw up, you're going to be injured or even killed uh, in this training. It's not a, Easily. it's not a, yeah. Damage it, could it, be done. I damage mean, damage could seriously. be done. Yeah, absolutely. So, yes. But they're, they're doing this little chase around town, around the, I guess this is still around um the town that where, where Lord Renault's um, yeah. town. It's not, it's not in, uh, right. in Luthadel. It's a, uh, but Felice. Felice, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a little fun cat and mouse. Uh, and it, it ends with, of course, that coin push at the very end with them right. like pushing mm-hmm. that one coin, and they both fly back against the wall, and then flares. She breaks, a, she breaks through a tree. She breaks through a tree. Yeah, she yeah. flares her steel and like pushes Kelsier back. Kelsier's like, huh, didn't mm-hmm. expect that one. Uh, <laughs> you know, and then yeah, she's then adapting really, really well. Yeah, uh, re- yeah, and, definitely. And Kelsier points that out too. He, yeah, he's like, dude, she's. 
like she he turns to say it. He's like, she's a yeah, a lot better at this than I ever was. And so he's like, yeah, yeah after different, different skills. Huh? And then he says something about the fact that you know the weight difference thing should be something she should have to worry about because she's like light, uh, right? She doesn't weigh much, and he's surprised about the fact that she can push, uh, push him back the way yeah. he does. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. that that means she's able to like you know put a little bit more strength into it than even he's ready for. Yeah, which is good news for her, obviously. Right. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's really surprised at not only her strength, but how fast she's learning. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you said he didn't even learn anywhere near mm-hmm. as fast as she's coming mm-hmm. along. So, right. Yeah. So enjoy enjoy this first opening, Lada. This is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was great. Um, I, I you know, I, I'm going to be on. I'm, I, we need to bring back the 80s montages, my people. Yeah. Let's bring back the 80s training montages. That's all I could think of the whole time. It's a training montage. (laughs) Let's go. You know, it's like the whole thing, like Rocky running up a you know mountain kind of training montage. I'm like, I would love to see that in live action. You know, any producers out there just watching this, who's gonna make a movie? More montages. Just do that. Bring it back. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But I I, I thought it was fun. I loved it. Yeah, it was a little fun. I was a fan. Yeah. And then uh, they go back to the estate, and there's another lady there who is there to uh, – is it Koshan? Koshan? Koshan, I think is her name. I didn't write her name down. Did not yeah. write her name down. Yeah, she's she used to cut their hair. She's the, hair. she's the hairstylist. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Comments on how, how you know, wonderful her hair is, yet it's been so unkept. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had I had problems trying to like visualize exactly what the hairdo was. They said it was still long enough to like you know drop below the ears, but they said she mm-hmm. looked more feminine. And I was like, "What did she look like before?" I kind of want to know what she looked like before. I, she kept her hair short. I think she mentions this because she says that you know, um, uh, I guess her brother used to tell her, "Don't look like a, don't a look girl, like, like a girl," because it's like it comes up specifically, and it's like yeah. she has a callback. It calls back yeah. to that, like that, yeah. you know, you want to look like a boy. So I think she got that pretty short, like, like a well, boy. But it couldn't have been too mm-hmm. short because then they cut the hair and then it's as long as her ears. So I was like, well, that means her months hair had to be longer before. Oh, well, that's true. It's yeah. A few months yeah. Ago. yeah. Um, yeah. And at that age, her hair, hair is probably way. growing like an inch and a half a month or something. Oh, because, oh yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, so I assume that at some point in time, then that means that, you know, she kind of had, I, I assume she had the Beatles flop mm-hmm. hair. And then they were like, yeah. "Nope, we got to cut this back. You know, make it look a little more ladylike." Yeah. Um, and we still didn't even know that because she cut it some more afterwards. Uh, she yeah. was still cutting uh, when he like left to go. I think it was pretty jagged. She had like longer pieces, shorter pieces. Like it was just kind of uh, hacked okay. off. Okay. It wasn't like a real like styling style to begin mm-hmm. with. It was just sort of like mm-hmm. hacked off. Sure. And so. Yeah. Um, it, it, and while all this haircut's happening, Sazed comes in and, and wants to pr- uh, propose another religion for Vin, an interesting one called Trellism, um, uh, about this guy Trell, uh, who I guess had a brother who was the was it the brother was the son or Trell was the son and the other one was jealous and and, and anyway, they worship it was it was a the sun, sun and, moon it was like moon the starlight the star yeah. the starlight and then the sun. Yeah, yeah, I didn't commit that to memory. Yeah. I just like locked in on 560 plus religions. I was like, yeah. are you kidding me? <laughs> I was like, what the She heck? asked him like, how? This is the fifth one you pitched. How many religions do you know? She's like, 562 Five, to be exact. I was like, what? Are, are we serious right now? 560? He's like, and most of them are like defunct or whatever. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, yeah, oh my gosh. And he's, still, he's got tracks of all of these. Mm-hmm. Okay, like, so my you? question to you is, how in the world does he remember all of that and keep it straight? He's called a keeper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he knows 
everything. He retains everything. And I, I'm going to jump ahead to another note I have about this guy, but uh, there's a lot more going on with this guy <laughs> than you think, because it's like he knows not only about the religions, he knows everything about, you know, the aristocracy that's going on mm-hmm. and everything. He also knows everything that's going on with Alamancy. He just knows a bunch of stuff. And then, I mean, there's just stuff that comes up where it's like, oh, he's just like super trusted and he's like, powerful we don't know yet how powerful he mm-hmm. is but we get allusions to the fact this guy has actually got some strength mm-hmm. and i'm like okay and it's even i know i'm jumping ahead of chapter but it's like it's mentioned that like you know there's like some reverence that people have for you know the 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 the, the, the terrorist race the terrorist yeah and i was like oh okay there's a lot more going with these people than than you think so uh, yeah, there's some some about I wanted to talk about the keepers in chapter 10. So, OK, yeah, yeah. So we'll, 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 we'll save that, that for then. We'll save that yeah. for then. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But that that's uh, and actually I kept it, something about uh, the way that at one point in time he's referred to as being a sect and it threw me off. It was something that 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 so Kelsier says something to him and says something about his sect and i was mm-hmm. like usually you use the term sect to describe a sub group of a religion mm-hmm. and i was like so it made it sound like you know a terrorist terrorist men terrorist people were a sect and i was like but they're alluded to because we've been hearing all these intros to every chapter and it talks about terrorists, 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 mm-hmm. terrorists. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I've been thinking of it as a land this whole time. And mm-hmm. then he refers to it as a sect. And I'm like, so is it a religion as well? Or is it, and, and I know these are like completely rhetorical questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, is it a religion as well as a people, as well as a land? These are all the questions that are kind of, you know. These are all good questions. Bubbling around in my head the whole time that I'm reading. But so. he, the, the keepers are a subset of terracemen. Not all terracemen are keepers. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 So, I don't know specifically if that might have been what you were picking That could up on. be. I mean, it might yeah. not have been clear. And you got to remember, I'm doing yeah. first reads here. I'm not, you know, going <laughs> yeah, and breaking right. it down because I'm not allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not. And as, as far as you think you're not allowed to, here, I'm, 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 I'm going to read you for filth here. If I hear that you're going and Googling, any cosplay or any art, <laughs> I'm gonna jump through that mud oh. there and get you because listen, artwork is often spoilery. Yeah, so I so the thing is, Alan did an incredible Alan job. Do it for you. He did, and he sent me a a image through our group chat, uh-huh. and I was like, "Thank you, Alan. I appreciate this because I'm like, curiosity is killing me on some of this stuff. And it's like I want to look, and I'm like, oh, I yeah. can't." I, like, I, I, go, I, go, I go through the images and try to find one that has no other background or something yeah. else happening. Right, right, right. Exactly. So is, that's so. why I haven't. I have not. I am doing my 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 darndest, but holy cow, it's like you know, call call me curiosity because yeah. that's, yeah, that's all I profit is co-signing on that and saying that Mistborn uh, yeah. artwork is definitely a spoiler. spoiler. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I will and, I will admit one thing okay. that I did look up. And I felt like it wasn't going to be spoilery, and I don't feel like it was. Um, is now that I understand what the cover art of the book is actually presenting, mm-hmm. 
Uh-huh. I was like, oh, I kind of want to see what the cover art looks like for other releases of the book. Just because I just want to see it. Of the first book. Yeah, just the first book. Uh-huh. That was a crazy cool deep dive. Just like looking at all the international covers, the audiobook covers uh-huh. of, you know, this first book. And of course, you look at the uh, the one for Japan. It looks completely anime style, which I was like, just a super huge fan. It's like, it looks like a manga, basically. Um, so that was really fun to do. But that's the limit of what I'm going to do in terms of research. I felt like looking at cover art was not going to be. I mean, heck, it's on the cover of the, of the first book. Of the, of the first, first book, book I was like, yeah. it, I, that can't be spoilery. Yeah. Yeah. I was this curious. is the this is my particular cover art. Right. Mm-hmm. See, and I just got really into that, and then like the second yeah. and third and you know so on and so forth so anyway i will admit Ooh. to that 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 deep dive so anyway yeah. a new challenger has entered the yeah fight. yeah so uh <laughs> late to the stream but that's okay it's not tuesday as as the as his name says here we uh are welcoming a familiar voice to a lot of people uh chris from the will reads what's up everybody to join what's us going on? Okay. <laughs> to join us a little bit uh since he's read through all of miss born uh well almost all of miss born um all yes. of air all of air one all of air one and all but the last of air two, two. So. all the last book of air two. Um, oh, it's so good what do you think <laughs> i'm really like i want to know what you think opinions are it's been great are. so far i mean it's been great yeah. so far i mean of course this everything's still We're on unfolding. Chapter nine right now yeah and things are unfolding very slowly i mean mm-hmm. slowly but surely um, and mm-hmm. we were talking about how curiosity is killing me right now. So, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And yes, P- Pythos, it is a, a Will Reed's party tonight. Um, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. So... Party tonight. Party tonight. Yeah. Party. So, sorry. So, also, while Vince getting her haircut, Sazed starts to quiz her about like all the noble stuff and like making sure that she got her act down because she's gonna be playing this part of a noble woman. Mm-hmm. And she's has a and says even comments how great her memorization skill is, although it's nothing compared to says it. Um, but you know, it's just how yeah, just how she's been able to recall all these different things and like her act and how things are. And she's like, Yeah, you're almost ready. I just don't know how you'll handle under pressure. You know, I think he's still a little nervous, not ready to send her out the court yet. But um, but she's getting it pretty down. I mean, she has the whole role and like why she's there, what she's supposed to do, like it has her whole, you know, who this is and who that is, and yeah. I have to assume that the person who wrote the Princess Diaries was reading this chapter and was like, you know, I'm gonna go ahead. Oh my gosh, I had noticed, I had noticed about that because not only does it give me Princess Diaries vibes, but Hunger Games and Katniss. Oh yeah, yeah. And then there's like My Fair Lady. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pygmalion, all that. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. you know, like taking like the rough. And like mm-hmm. it's that common you know, theme, like, like you said, taking the mm-hmm. diamond in the rough, diamond in the rough, and really refining mm-hmm. it to where you can actually mm-hmm. use it for something. And you yeah. know, it's I was kind of torn when we saw Vin kind of going through this particular situation um, because, you know, I thought we were going to get away from that narrative. I thought like here we have a a uh, protagonist that is a female and she's just going to be a badass the whole time. So is that your kind of take on it? Or what did you think was going to happen with her? Well, did I mean, but they, they, they already set her up and said, we need you to infiltrate, you know, the, I, I continue to refer to them as the aristocracy because it's just the way I yeah. think of it in sure. my head. Um, sure. But we need you to infiltrate this and it is a hard thing to do. Um, they're like, they will sniff you out in a heartbeat. So I knew they had to do this whole, 
again, going back to Shakespeare, this Pygmalion, they had to go back to this thing where he's like, okay, well, we need to like, you know, cute you up for uh, what's getting ready to happen. And you got to walk the walk, you know, talk the talk, um, know the, you know, the flair, the accent, everything um, to, to, to sell this thing. And I, so I knew it was going to happen. I didn't know it was going to get featured. I thought it was going to be a time jump thing, but we got another eighties montage of, you know, her getting like, you know, dolled up and everything, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, every other eighties rom-com movie that happened where they take the girl and they, they, they do her hair up a little bit. <laughs> she takes her glasses off and all of a sudden, you know, she's, she's like, gorgeous. you know, the, yeah, she's gorgeous. You know, Next thing you know, Freddie Prince Jr. just shows up and oh, she's yeah, all that. She's <laughs> all that. You didn't know. And of course, everybody in the audience is like, you know, she was pretty with glasses on too, right? Yeah. Uh, great times. Um, yeah, it's like, you know, they've got to teach her how to use all the right utensils and like mm-hmm, everything. Mm-hmm. This is the girl who yeah. was like, like you said, stealing food every time she could. Oh, get her hands on it. <laughs> every time she gets an opportunity like, to steal the middle some part food. out and just like keep the wrap and stick it in my pocket, you know? Oh, yeah. This is later. definitely a girl that was making ramen noodles in her uh, her teapot. Yeah, you, can t- you can take the girl of the hood, but I don't know if you take the hood out of the girl. That's, no, that's no way. No, no. <laughs> Trust me. Just that's the girl that's got a keeping it real housewife. t-shirt at home you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah good times um so yeah after after this little uh i guess quiz session kelsey and says go off to talk privately about vin uh and this is where kelsey talks about let's say how fast she's progressing and like how he's just amazed by how good she's getting the elementary but he's still nervous because she's really only mastered not even master, but good at, I guess, a few of the medals, not all eight yet. And, right. you know, four, really want, said. yeah, I think yeah, he's four. four. Yeah, four mm-hmm. of them. So she, he's a little nervous about sitting her out there, but he also declares that, you know, she'll start attending balls by the end of the week. So I guess, you know, he's still trying to fast track her, but, um, right. yeah. Um, and that's, of course, where, you know, the state said, just like, hey, you know, have her, you know, meet up with the other, you know, uh, uh missed things that you have, which mm-hmm. is a brilliant idea because obviously if you yeah. only have, one power you're going to be badass at it and it's like mm-hmm. of course yeah just send her to be with you know those people because unfortunately you're a jack of all trades master, master possibly yeah. none um so send her off and of course we know that pays off in spades because mm-hmm. uh we're getting to our boy breeze anyway yeah we're mm-hmm. the next chapter <laughs> our yeah. Boy breeze. oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. who's who's chris's second favorite uh second yes. character <laughs> Still ham's number one. Chris, Chris, yeah. Chris is ham. <laughs> yes. Chris is I, ham. Uh, I, get, yeah. I get ham. Ham got quiet confidence too. I like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chris would be would be the Peter. If Chris was a misting, it would be a. For sure. Nice. Just the, the yeah. muscle going in, killing everybody, you know. <laughs> Uh huh. <laughs> taking names. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah. So that's how we end chapter nine. I mean, it's not a super long chapter. I mean, you get the little cat and mouse beginning, little haircut, a little bit of quizzing, and a little bit about and this idea that said, "Hey, we got to go uh, get Vin trained by each one of the individual Mistings, um to really fine tune her right. her skills." Yep. Well, I know at the very end of that chapter, it is where it mentioned at first that the Ministry had hunted the keepers nearly to extinction. Extinction. Yes. Yes. Right, right, and again, and I, you're like, "What's up with that?" Why? Yeah, so, say, why? I got questions, but that? I was like, "I hopefully well, what tell us later." Rhetorical questions. These are rhetorical questions. Like, I mean, I, and and then you know, me 
wondering. I was like, well, because of course I think of at the time until you guys clarified, I did not realize that keepers were a subset of the terrorist men. I thought <laughs> that yeah, basically they were synonymous and they were like basically gotcha. one and the same. Hearing that they're a subset um, kind of changes my perception during the course of this podcast right. at the time I was like, so they hunted down all of these people and killed them, but just, just the keepers. Right. And so now I'm like, okay, I really want to hear exactly, you know, what that delineation well, is between the two. Uh, they, and I know it's coming. Yeah. I know. it's and, coming. So. And, and this is a little bit from next chapter. They also talk about, I guess, you know, how they try to squash all other religions. And that was one of the big things as well as they were trying right. to make the Lord ruler, the only one religion. No one can remember any other religion. And that's, and, mm-hmm. and that was, you know, and a couple of religions tried to hold out and refused to bow down to Lord Ruler and it didn't end too well for them. Uh, right. they kind of talk about um, Says' religion in, in chapter nine? Say, well, which one? Talked about how many of them? 562? Yeah, yeah he described <laughs> how many there are. So, um, so, uh, so he definitely, he, he kind of hit on the different religions and admitted mm-hmm. to there being like 500 plus. Right. He was talking uh, about trellism. Trellism. Um, yeah. Right. He specifically throws that out as one that he's training. Um, Afrin to Vin. As, yeah, as Vin and saying, hey, this is an option for you. He's yeah. like, basically, it's the equivalent of like throwing out like suitors. He's like, you mm-hmm. know, what do you think about yeah. this one? And she's like, ah. Well, you <laughs> find out in the next chapter, in chapter 10, that, that um, he's been doing the same. To Kelsey. To Kelsey. Yeah. Kelsey. Yeah. Like, yeah, give me another one. Let's try another one. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. He's like, Do you yeah. have one where they kill nobles? <laughs> I know we're jumping ahead. I know we're jumping ahead. <laughs> yeah. All right. Pretty much. Yeah. All right. So, chapter 10. Um, so, Vin goes back to Luthadel, um, and she's on her way to one of these, uh, I guess, food places. Oh, it's like a soup kitchen. Uh, for ska right. like a, and that's the way they describe it almost like there's certain ska that are paid by the noblemen uh to run these kitchens for the for the general population basically even fed because of the factory workers and everything like that um but the thing is if they get cheaper ingredients they get to keep the profits so it's just really crappy food i mean it's just like oh it's a crappy environment because she notices how they don't sweep up the ash they don't clean up the buildings she was even saying it's like she's like the 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 town looks brighter at night than it does during the day which really just like really emphasizes how dirty this place looks and now she's you know been living in an environment where it's like nice and they clean up all the time and do all this and now she's like back into what she had been you know basically used to all this time she's like oh yeah i do live in skankville okay (laughs) oh Oh, you know, once you get out there, yeah. So yeah. she's like, I got used to the nice life, and now I'm back into you know yeah. the dregs. It, it, it reminds me of kind of like you, the Matrix, no. like when they when he gets pulled out, they serve him that slot yes. or whatever in the show. Yes. First time, those days, oh, like, yeah. and and like, he's back, and he's in the he's car. Right. He's like, I used to eat there. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, do you think she'll end up back on the streets, like ever? I mean, I, I feel like at this point in time, again, like the Princess Diaries, you can't go back. I mean, it, yeah. that's just not going to, I mean, she, she knows how to flow between the two worlds the same way, you know, using the matrix reference, Neo floats in and out. And he's like, I can go in, I can come back out, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. I think she'll do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't imagine her just getting relegated to, that you know, just... yeah, just being a scrub again. It's just, I don't see yeah. that happening now. Um, she did mm-hmm. mention in, in like in her own thoughts in chapter nine that um, like she's been going along 
with everything with them and she wants to stay with them and learn as much as she can, but she has another plan. She has yeah. some other plan. And I wanted to know kind of what you thought that other plan. Yeah, might be. plan. So um, I continue to think that that's a, in my mind, that's a very fluid thing because mm -hmm. she also has been trying to say, I'm going to learn what I can from Kelsier. And the moment that I can stab him and run, I'm going to run. <laughs> you know, she's, you know, just kind of treating things that way. So I take all of that with a grain of salt right now sure. um, mm -hmm. until I see evidence of her actually putting together a formalized plan. Right. Um, I think a lot of what she has been doing up until now is a, a byproduct of, of mistrust um, because of the way she has been treated all of these years. I mean, we're talking about decades, you know, over a decade of, of, you know, mistreatment and torture, mm -hmm. even by her own, you know, mistrust from, from her own family, you know, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So I think that that to me is just a byproduct of this, this mistrust situation. I don't really, I don't think of her as having like her own plan right now. Now I could be wrong, but right now I, that, that didn't really she's ready to mind. cut and run if she has to at any point exactly yeah, yeah. exactly why she's like stowing like all the vittles she's yeah. like i gotta i gotta do the vittle store so that way if i have to run i'm out you know that kind of thing and i'm gonna i'm to, like, gonna save every little boxing i can and, and, and not use them for, for like thing. my alamancy yeah. um, if i unless I, if I don't have to because i'm gonna save them exactly yep. but again that's the life she came from so mm -hmm. i can yeah. understand that so, um, so she goes down this alleyway to this kitchen, um, to this cafeteria or whatever you want to call it. And it, it just, it, to me, it seems like I was like, like a club line, but more like a homeless, like food shelter, or food soup kitchen line. Like, and she like cuts the line to the front, hands him the coin, flips the guy the coin. He's like, yeah, here, open the door, go on in. We were right. expecting you kind of thing. And then she goes and finds the door in the back of the room <clears throat> through all the people eating and walks open there there's my man just sitting there with a dually can across like oh vin come to join us come on in my, Good old bird. my immediate my note to that is when are we going to see these pimp canes in use that's all i want to know because i mean they talk about these dueling canes i want to see a pimp cane get used on somebody somewhere yes <laughs> the dueling cane right but again i want to i want to see it in action uh, they've been referenced so much and i've like literally, that's what I'm gonna call them from now on. Is pimp canes? So pimp canes, yeah. Just what it is. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because Breeze is a pimp. I mean, this guy always well dressed, nice suit, the whole deal. I'm like, yeah, that's a pimp all day long. Yeah. yeah. It, it, and and as they're doing their hellos, Hammond comes in as well, and they're like, all right, so hey. what's going on? It's like Kelsier's about to come in, and speak. You know, we're getting everything ready to go, and and Vince's like, why am I here? What's going on? It's like Breeze's like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna teach you a little bit about you know these these metals here. So. uh to sit back yeah. and watch. <laughs> so have um, you learned yet what Breeze's medals do? Yeah. We, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um and, and he, he is oh, wow. and he's really <laughs> he's really good at messing with her a lot. He's like, what if I used, you know, uh my powers on you three times in this conversation? What would you think? You know, he what would you, say? Do you, do you think he uses do you think he even has to use his powers at this point? Well, that's, he even brings it up. He's like, is like, you know, after you've done this enough, like you don't even use it half the time. He sends like the 
the the other kid or whatever that you know from the from the gang or whatever to go get him wine and it's like did you see them it's like i wouldn't waste my brass on that you know i just yeah (laughs) he knows what he's supposed to do (laughs) but he also emphasizes he's like we all do it all the time time. yeah you know and he he makes a really compelling what have you thought about breeze i know you say it's a pimp but what else do you think Oh, about Breeze about in it? general? I mean, yeah, about I, Breeze in general. Breeze is a guy. Um, first of all, his his demeanor just it, it just breeds aristocracy. He came from somebody's high house somewhere. He knows some stuff. Um, he's got that pizzazz. I, 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 I just don't know. <laughs> we don't know the background yet, but yeah, he he knows some things he he he's got that air of confidence by the way that confidence is just that's the reason why he's a pimp because he's got the confidence right yeah um so he's just he's gonna always kind of command a room when he walks mm-hmm. into it and i'm talking about no use of power he's gonna mm-hmm. command a room when he walks in he's got the the clothing on because he even references you know the, the suit and everything he's wearing um he's always got the pimp cane obviously my man is like always like dressed to death and it's like mm-hmm. you just know he is just he he knows people. He's been through some like situations where he's been able to just kind of smooth things out. Right. Just chit chatting, not even using his powers. I could see that. Um, so I, right. I just anticipate that that's the way it's gonna continue to be for him. Yeah. And it's it's interesting when he gets into the nuances of soothing and writing. Cause he talks oh, about his philosophy is great. I love yeah, that. He talks about both here. Like yeah. that, he has people in the crowd that can do both, you know, soothing, soothes emotions, ride rides emotions. But then whereas Kelsier just like blatantly soothes you because he doesn't really know the nuances and the, the finesse. Right. He talks about how you want to get really good at this. Like you can pick out which emotion you want to portray. So right. have people flare certain emotions and then slowly subdue other ones to let the emotion that you want them to have right. come forth. And then he talks about the subtlety of it. Like, you know, you push yeah. too hard. Even even the people that have no idea what's going on will still suspect something's up. Mm-hmm. Right. And then if you don't push enough, you know, if they have a strong enough emotion, it's not going to affect them. So, like, there's that the, the finesse uh, of this. Yeah. I had a note from the last, I think it was the last episode or the episode before, and I wrote it down to myself. It's like he really is the definition of how to, there's a difference between convincing someone to do somebody and coercing somebody to do something, yeah. right? Convincing somebody is like, okay, well, you're on this side of the situation and I'm going to convince you to come over. Whereas coercing somebody is like subtly kind of changing your feelings about something to kind of draw you into the situation mm-hmm. and that's the way that breeze works um and it, choice. And, and i and i just think that that that's the subtlety that you can work with when you become a master of your art versus again kelsier who's a jack of all trades it's like i will brute force this and i will <laughs> so what do you I think about the morality of this type of power uh, well i think the morality is just exactly like the way breeze explains it i mean it's, everyone it's, does it they just yeah. says. He says everyone does this. Everyone you know, you meet, does meet a new girl, you're manipulating her. You meet a new Boom. friend, old friend, you want to change stories. It's manipulation. And call it what you want to call it. Right. <laughs> How do you think a baby gets anything it wants and needs? It cries. Yeah. Manipulation. I mean, it's manipulation. I mean, it's kind of the way everything works. It's like you tell somebody what they want to hear, so that way you can get what you want. You know. I mean, it's just it it happens in everyday life, and it makes right. perfect sense. So I don't think he's, they're not doing anything differently than anybody else based on the way that Breeze has explained it to me and coerced me into that uh, particular way of thinking. 
Yeah. Maybe he's coming through the book and actually altering my brain waves. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but it made sense. It made sense yeah. uh, the way that I read it. So I was on board. You yeah. Know. So you, and the, you don't dislike Breeze at all, then? Say again. You don't dislike Breeze at all, then? What's the dislike? No one has given me a reason to dislike him yet. Do you yet. trust him? Yeah, I don't trust anybody yet. Let's be real. We're like chapter <laughs> ten. I don't trust nobody. <laughs> I have read too many books to trust anybody. I'm always waiting for that carpet to get pulled out from under me in a heartbeat. So. Okay, that's good because there. I forget what it was. You made a comment. I just re-listened to um, last week's episode, and um, there's this concept of the unreliable narrator where somebody states something Mm -hmm. as a fact this is how it is this is you can do this you can't do that and i remember you said that there was some rule about something and you're like oh well they're gonna have to overcome that whatever they think this hard line is and that's how they're gonna defeat the lord ruler or whatever they're gonna figure out how to get around that right and so you think they're gonna defeat the lord ruler he said something about it's the final empire. Final empire. Yeah, so I mean, you know, again, eighties montage. Let's go, people. That's the subtitle for this episode: eighties montages. But uh, yeah. yeah, I, I, and yeah, that I do remember saying that because usually when they bring up something that's like an an unbreakable rule, a uh, uncrossable barrier, anything like that, there's a reason why they lay that out. It's like okay, well. They're going to have to excel beyond what mm-hmm. anyone has ever done to be able to accomplish whatever this thing is. And so I always assume, like, you know, the use of like these new metals or getting access to this uh, ATM or whatever it is, there's always something that they're going to be like, okay, well, we've never had to do this before, but we're going to have to jump this pogo stick twice as high so we can get there. And that's the, that's the task. That's the task at hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, so. Yeah, I just you know wanted to say definitely beware of people making statements mm-hmm. of this is how things are or what something is because it's what they believe that it is. Right. Only a Sith deals it's, in absolutes. Yeah, <laughs> oh, there you go. I'm gonna give this little allegory and um, as an absolute statement. <laughs> I I have been reading Agatha Christie like my entire life. Like I started reading Agatha Christie when I was like eight, and um, one of the best books I ever read by her um and i'm a spoiler alert for a hundred year old book um is uh the murder of roger Ackroyd, and you find out at the end of the book that the doctor who's been narrating the whole book is actually the murderer but he just conveniently left out all the stuff that implicated him and i was like well that was really convenient because there's no way i could have deduced that because you didn't put that information in but it, it really as a kid got me to you know understand that there's always unreliable narrators and all mm-hmm. these stories is because they, they conveniently leave out all this information. So okay. I never trust anybody in a book because I'm like, I don't have access. I have access to exactly the number, the, the amount of facts that you want to leave out for me as breadcrumbs. That does not mean you have given me every single fact. So, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I trust nothing. So mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, Kelsey did it. Nah, I'm just, yeah. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> 
So, and then Kelsey comes and gives a speech, and that's where Bree starts working his magic. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And starts sending in all the different servers to colors. Mm-hmm. A glass of um, you know, it's an, ooh, we, and it, he's talking through, which I love the way that Brandon Sanderson writes this aspect. So, it explains what he's doing in a way that's really like, I don't know, it's just a neat way of, of yeah. explaining. Like, you know, send the blue, the girl with blue in. And it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. The so color, want the color. The and he starts to ex- yeah. and explain like what emotions he wants. He goes, yeah, we, we, you know, we want him to be complacent. You know, we want him to be interested. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and suppress that emotion, but let's flare this, you know, let's mm-hmm. tweak this a little bit there. And, you know, it's right. Let's get him, um, let's get him curious about things. Uh, yeah. Get, okay. Now, I now we mentioned this. Let's get him angry. Okay. Send, send the, you know, get him angry about it. You know, send right, else right. you know, it's, it's just right. I did, I, did a I, really I, good job of making things simple for us. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And the color choice, putting the colors in it, it just helps us as well because he could have said, oh, okay, we'll send in this lady named Tracy, so on and so forth. But mm-hmm. using the color choices is like, okay, it helps us kind of create a, 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 I don't know, synonym between the sure. actual colors and the emotions that you actually right. want to use. Mm-hmm. Cause, cause Realistically, you probably wouldn't do that. But as a reader, it's very helpful. Oh sure. Well, yeah. and also, it, I mean, it's it's one of those things that that you. I mean, there's been studies about this. I mean, colors do do pair with emotions. I mean, there's uh, you know, mm-hmm. people think red, think rage, they think mm-hmm. anger, mm-hmm. they think things like that. Blue, think calming. Calming um, or sadness, either one. Yeah, yeah. calming or sadness. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, they're they're green envy. You know, we do associate mm-hmm. colors with emotions, and that's mm-hmm. something that that humans do naturally. So, right. I was thinking about that movie. Uh, what's the what's the Pixar movie? Inside Out. Inside Out. We always call it the mm-hmm. feels because I love those uh those uh honest yeah. trailers movies. And they call it the feels, but yeah, Inside <clears> Out. I'm waiting on the second one to come out. Yeah, I think it's coming out sometime soon. Yeah. Hopefully. Um. Yeah, this but I think about that too. Emotions. Well, as we read through the co- <laughs> as we read through the cosmic, if you like colors, just wait. <laughs> oh really? Oh okay. yes, just <laughs> wait. Got it. All right. Oh, little little teaser. Got it. <laughs> Okay. I forget you're like brand new to the cosmic. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. New to me is being ahead of somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait. Just wait. Yeah. Yeah. Because Chris is about halfway through the cosmic at this point. Uh, he's, yeah. He's, at least what's come out. Um, yes. Okay. Very um, good. I say halfway because he has Starlight left, and that's half. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let me tell you, Stormlight is phenomenal. Like everything, uh, we'll get everything we'll is get written there. phenomenal. Give it a few years. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll get there. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. So. What's happened? So all this is happening. Kelsey gives his little speech, his little thing. The crowd kind of gets behind him uh, for the most part. There's still a little bit of sentiment. You know, it's kind of, but you know, it did a pretty good job. People were receptive to the speech, and then you know, kind of soothes them in a way that they probably won't you know, rat or whatever. Uh, they know they try to bleed that last little emotion. So it sticks with them, but at the same time, they're not compelled to, to, you know, seek out, call them out, but see if it worked. Right. They, the time will tell whether all this worked. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still, uh, at the end of the meeting though, I still was, a one thing that they said that I didn't quite agree with was, Oh, we're going to give them enough information. So that way, if they come on board, they'll stay behind and, you know, get involved but they don't know enough where if they don't get involved, they can't be a liability. And I'm like, yeah, but you are a liability because they have like basically ratted out. I mean, they, they could rat out everybody who was there. They could say, okay, well, this is Breeze. This is Kelsey. Breeze, this is Breeze is in a back room. I mean, yeah, no one knows he's there. 
He's a people I mean, looking through, but but I mean they may see him though. I mean like you're, sure. you were there physically. And I'm I guess that part I was like yeah. I was like just if somebody really wanted to spy on you and like kind of bust the operation up, right? I don't feel like they're being that careful. But, um, but you have to mass recruit an army. It's 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 one of these fine lines. Like how yeah. are you supposed to go? Like you can't be that. You, it's a time. You're going to be so subtle. I mean, because they got to get ten thousand people, right? right? I mean, and they're not even close. Right. Which you know he mentions. He's like, we're not even close to getting these ten thousand people. Like, right. We're like running way behind schedule. And they even it. talk about going to other towns and stuff like that, doing the same thing other places because they need to get more people. Yeah. They can't just stick with Luthadel. They need to go everywhere. Mm-hmm. And spread this and everywhere. What was what was Vin's idea? Is she the one that came up with the idea of splitting the group, or? I think she's the one. Who did Vin, it. I know. I do Vin, not. Vin, you, you talked about Vin being the one who came up with the idea. She continues to be somebody who comes up yeah. with good ideas, but yeah, well, I, don't, I don't remember. An ideas her person. She came up with another idea this time. Yeah. Into chapter ten. Yeah. But yeah, I, I noted that again. I was like, oh, there goes Vin with the good yeah. ideas. Mm. Oh, I did write down a note here. I said Breeze is an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, I really feel like that guy is like an artist. He has like an artistic soul. The way he talks about things and gets into the philosophy of like what his capabilities are. Um, I like that about him. That he's like has a really artistic soul um, about him. So you're yeah. so much nicer to Breeze than we were. I feel like I kind of thought Breeze was a little sleazy at first. That's just because I like him. Um, <laughs> oh, no. oh no! Don't get me wrong. I love he's, he's my association. Oh time. no! So let me let me tell you, like I'm I'm one, I'm one of those people that is attracted to assholes. So I'm like, eh, okay, this is why I like him. But you know, well, he really could be an asshole if that's what he wanted, the way he wanted to use his powers. He totally could all the time. Yeah, sure. Um, um, I, I know I saw what her idea was. Uh, they were like, we cannot infiltrate the ministry, and she taught she harkens back to like the deal that Cayman and his crew were were doing and they were talking about like the canal boats and stuff and they're like well the canal boats that's how they get their new ministry recruits in they come in on the canal boats and what if we like get our person to like swap you know Cayman's person whatever to like swap out somebody add him to the role and he can jump on and that's how you get a new recruit in to the ministry mm-hmm. yeah I, I i'm sure that's true i did not remember that i don't recollect that um yeah just, it might... it's like the last two pages of my of my chapter oh okay got you um yeah and i don't i but again i'm not surprised because she continues to be the person that comes up with good ideas you know mm-hmm. um yeah but she's a she's a very resilient and it only gets better and resourceful <laughs> person. she knows you know what's going on and she sees big picture things and she's she just really really good um so tell you, in the, in the near mm-hmm. chapters finn gets i'm gonna leave it at that because it's just so breathtaking yeah looking forward to it yeah so after this we switch back to club's shop kelsey's there holding like a you know a mid a mid-quarter review mm-hmm. um <laughs> progress report <laughs> post-mortem <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah with everyone um uh, but before before he gets into that meeting, Kelsey does have a uh, have a quiet conversation with Sazid alone about another religion, and that's where you get the uh, Jaism, 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 right, Jaism, Jaism. It was pronounced Jaism in the, the Jaw uh, Rule. Yeah. yeah, the guy's name is Jaw. That's a bad word right, right now, man. Fire festival. <laughs> Fire festival <yeah. laughs> 
Good job. Um, but yeah, so th- thoughts about this other religion and just about, <laughs> yeah, of course, Kelsey's response is like, hey, if I could slaughter nobleman as a holy duty, I'll man, that's, that. And that, yeah. was, that, was my, that was my quote right there, man. He comes back, he's like, do you have a religion where I can slaughter, slaughter nobles? I was like, my man, I like him. <laughs> I like him. So, uh, Good job. Yeah. So he was so also, go ahead. Oh, uh, no, I didn't hear anything else really to add. Um, yeah, I he also kind of perked up and he was like, wait a minute, there were some religions that persisted for more than 400 years because mm-hmm. the Lord Ruler was like stamping them out all over the place. He was like mm-hmm. killing all, you know, killing them out. Right. And so he was like, huh, I want you to tell me some more about these because like, how in the world did this religion, like these religions have such power over people that they continued to resist for 400 plus years? Right. So he kind of, yes, he, he said the one about, is there, are there any that like, you know, kill the nobility mm-hmm, <laughs> as mm-hmm. part of the you know, noble duty? Yeah. Uh, I definitely, you know, picked up on that, but he was also interested in the ones that were able to persist. Right. Right. Yeah, and, and Jaudism didn't didn't persist because they were so, I guess, religious fervent, and they it finished every sentence with praise to Jah or whatever. And yeah, he's yeah, not down because it's like he just talked to him for five seconds and like, all right, these are them, kill them. I like that. <laughs> yeah, off with your head, off right. with your head. Yeah, this is getting repetitive. Yeah. So praise, yeah. praise to Jah. Yeah, praise to Jah. Why do you feel like our, our guy here? Is actually interested in learning about the different religions. Like, what what is Kelsier's interest? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, Kelsier kind of pushes back and says, "I don't really understand why we're even trying to follow up on all these religions." But then, uh, Sager says, um, "Well, it's because you know, once we take down, you know, the, the, the big bad, um, all these people are going to start trying to, you know." latch on to these religions that their their forefathers had like generations ago mm-hmm. someone has to know what these religions were and how they were practiced and how they applied and how they were used and that's the reason that it's important to keep these things fresh in our minds so that way when we don't we aren't subjugated the way we are we can bring back those religions you know to the forefront so i mm-hmm. I think Kelsier isn't necessarily, I don't think he's quite on board, like a hundred percent. I mean, he's like, he's listening and he's like, okay, well, tell me more about, you know, what you, what you've got. But we also, I mean, from my perspective, Kelsier has a crazy amount of respect for this dude. We don't understand all the nuance. We don't understand all the intricacies of this relationship, but, um, he he knows there's a lot more when it comes to like you know his knowledge, his capabilities, his expertise mm-hmm. that is going to unfold over the next few chapters, um, over the course of the book essentially. And um, I think Kelsey just has like mad respect for him, and he he would listen to him talk about anything for hours because there is a reason he's talking about it. Um, but he also has a quiet confidence. I mean, he was first introduced. He came he came off as basically. You know, Butler number one, ask Jeeves kind of dude. And now you're like finding out like slowly but surely there is like he's got them onion layers. You know, it's like he's he's got like depth to him. And I'm just waiting to hear more and more about him. So, um, again, it just seems like he just knows everything, a.k.a. all the things. Um, so um, did you notice that you talked about having having other capabilities that are unplumbed you right. don't know there are layers right um 
when Kelsey was saying that, okay, we got to, we got to keep going this. We can't wait for Vin to get like perfect with her nobility knowledge and all of that. We've got to just get her out there. And he's like, so he asked, um, Sazed to be her, her dedicated like Tarisman. Right, um, which he said it to, makes sense to, anyway. Yeah, you know, and to like accompany her. Yes. Right. And to look over her. And so he was like, I'm trusting her to you. And he made some comment like, I I pity the person, I pity the man who like I pity the fool. I pity the fool. <laughs> who crosses you? Who crosses you? And I'm like, okay, so obviously there's something there i don't know does he know like you know taekwondo or something i don't know if he's like obviously we don't, yeah, we we don't know but again these little breadcrumbs yeah. have been dropped all over the place that i i would not be surprised if number one he has some type of crazy alamancy skill like he, it, possibly even surpassing mistborn type skills i would not be surprised if that that shows up um i wouldn't be surprised if um, they have like long lifelines or something like that, which explains how they know so much about everything. Um, kind of like so, an elf with a really long life, and so yeah. you, you just over time learn. You more just and more know, and, more. Yeah. and right, and it makes you, you know, people think of you as a genius just because you know you've just lived long enough. But I mean, I as a guy that reads comic books and knows it, it comes up all the time where it's like somebody that lives a long time is automatically assumed to be the smartest person in the world. But when you live long enough, you learn everything. And so that's the way I think uh, of, you know, I, I would just say, uh, you know, maybe not eh, him individually or all of his sect. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm torn on that one. I don't know if it's just if, if this is an individual capability that he has or if this is like a capability all of his people have. I don't know yet. Um, right now the jury's out on that one. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the jury out. Say I'm gonna, I'm gonna reserve that for when I get more information. Um, okay. But I feel it's one or the other. I feel like either he's got crazy capabilities because he's been living a long time, um, or he's got crazy capabilities just because it's just intrinsically um, some capability that, that his people have, something like that. So, mm-hmm. but I got no doubt he's gonna like you know break out like a sword and like you know chop a rock in half or something and just be like, ah, I can do this on a Monday, you know. Be a wooden sword, though. Wooden sword. That's your like, wooden sword. I just do what swords do, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah wooden sword, yeah. He uses, knife, a, he uses a pimp cane. He a goes cane, out, yeah. breaks a stone. He's like, this is oh, what I do with a pimp cane. cane. Okay. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, there you go. Those glass knives are like kind of a really cool concept you know yeah. i was mm-hmm. like all on board with them until she broke one and you know <laughs> she dropped to, it yeah, like yeah. the cobblestone oh shoot it broke i was like i was hoping they were like reinforced and they like would like, yeah breakable when he gets back to it like broken i was like ah no yeah i guess like, going back to that that was one thing i meant to bring up and i forgot to go back to last chapter when kelsey coaches her on you don't have to use your hands i know it seems instinctual yeah, like, like, like to push yeah. with your hands but right. you can just do she it dropped just, uh, uh, knives, knives to, to to push, push the, the yeah uh-huh. they're not do, like it's your mind you don't need your hands to do it like, they're not meet you exclusive dude <laughs> just yeah, you know, but it's a reflex. It's a reflex. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I would. Yeah, you shoot. throw something at me, I'm gonna, you know, do that. Too, right. So. Even if you could stop yeah. it with your with your mind, you'd be like, yeah. ah, you know, trying to. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it reminds me a lot of like, it, you ever had someone that like is not a gamer at all, has never played video games, and like, 
as an adult, maybe like a girlfriend you dated or something like that, and she tries playing for the first time and she moves the controller as she's playing, like yeah, but it's like instinctual, like you know, yeah. it, like you don't have to move the controller, like <laughs> you know, there might be this guy I know who plays Gran Turismo, and when he's going around corners, he leans. I'm not gonna say who, <laughs> but I've seen him do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do it. I lean all the time. I'm like. Argh! <laughs> ah, I made that turn. Good. All right. Got it. Yeah. There Pretty you go. bad. You, you don't have to. You don't have to lean. <laughs> it's such a sad thing. I really would not want to see myself gaming. I would be so embarrassed. No video, please, ever of me gaming. But you in full VR, just take a video of you run, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, VR is different. I'm just holding off. Oh, you know, VR. Shoot. No, come on. That's <laughs> that's, that's different. Now. Nah. Yeah. Um, so also after this meeting, um, uh, we get a little bit with Vin and and uh and Lester Bones. Um uh the wasin the wasin wasn't she calls him over and she's like and they're just talking like, hey, to it's like, hey, hey, I need I need to know about this marsh guy. Is that his real name? Is like a yeah, nickname? It's like, he's, like, he's yeah. like a boy though, right? Yeah, let's worry. I yeah. mean how how old is this? Is he like I'm still trying to. I'm still trying to. I think like, it's like thirteen, Okay, they're about sixteen. Yeah, sixteen. Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, if, I thought. Okay, I thought he was like really young at first, and then I was like, uh, is he older than that? I yeah. really couldn't get. I the think he's feel just for that. shy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, he's just. He's okay. He's subscribed to scrawny, like he's a stick of a kid. And, well, yeah. but he's a ska. They're all waves, basically, because yeah, we're sure. not getting fed right. And right. Well, and guys tend to like sprout and and. You know, like they takes them a little longer to get into that growth spurt and like fill out. Mm-hmm. So even if they're the same age, except for Chris, Chris is like Chris. an anomaly. <laughs> yeah, Chris, I had a twin. Chris is born a power lifter, just just like. <laughs> so I have a twin sister, and we had that issue because you know, of course, being the same age, it's like you know, for the longest time, she was much taller than me. And then all of a sudden I got to a certain age and I just shot way up past her. And, you yeah, and, her and she's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like yeah. when was, she was like 10 or 11, she was like tall as heck. And then like 12 uh-huh. hit and nope. Uh, so, so Lester Bornes does say yeah. that, um, that Marsh does have a nickname. Um, yeah. Iron, Iron eyes. Iron eyes. Which of course, I was hoping his name was gonna be Iron Size. You'd be like the guy in the wheelchair, yeah. you know. <laughs> which, which is, what, what do you think about his nickname, though? Iron Eyes, and this is because of his uh, his always cool stare. But like, she even thinks yeah. about like Steel Inquisitors. Like, that's a weird nickname to have, a Steel Inquisitors. No, like, I liked it. I liked it. Uh, Iron Eyes because he's got a steely stare. I liked it. Okay. Iron Eyes. Yeah. I was I was good with it. I can understand why he didn't want to use it, especially considering the fact you know it's this allusion to the fact he's like a Steel Inquisitor. I get that. You know yeah. that's. That's gonna be off-putting. You don't want to be associated with that at all. Um, and considering that, you know, it's not like people see you on TV or whatever. If somebody hears, you know, him referred to as Iron Eyes, like Iron go Eyes. see Iron Eyes. I could be like somebody like, oh, I'm not going to see some guy called Iron Eyes. <laughs> no, 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 not in this group. Nah, mm-hmm. no, nah, not in this world. Yeah. Okay, so Belted Prophet says that Lestaborn, Lestaborn is a couple of years, couple years younger. Than yeah, I was thinking like thirteen. Okay, so they're, they're, been so, 16, they're so. so they're in similar circles of, of age then. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. So oh, we find out the terrace meant a uh, hill of a thousand spires. Mm-hmm. Oh, Credit Shaw. Credit Shaw. Yeah. Credit Shaw is where the Lord Ruler the ruler lives. 
Oh, okay. I remember all all these metal spires sticking up, and they're different sizes, and some of them are twisted. And so it's Credit Shaw. And I think, no, I I thought it's specific. I thought it specifically the way I remember hearing it specifically because I wrote it down at the moment. It said Terrace means Hill of a Thousand Spires. Yeah, that was what I, does. yeah. That's, that's what I remember what, specifically saying in the, in the in the audiobook. Yeah, yeah, that's the translation mm-hmm. of Credit Shaw, but the what Credit Shaw actually is is like the central sort of yeah, so complex. I got it right oh. here. It says uh, he sighed, turning his eyes to the east towards Credit Shaw, the Lord Ruler's Palace. The name Terrace meant the Hill of a Thousand Spires, appropriate since the Imperial Palace resembled a numerous patch of black spears thrust from the ground. Okay, Some spires so are twisted. Yeah. So help me out with this what equals what because i mean so, ter- so basically terrace is, is a whole nother land and what terrace means is that and then the, the critic shawl the the palace is is made to look like like terrace terrace okay so you made terrace uh, means the hill of a thousand spires. thousand spires yeah. mm-hmm. credit shaw means hill of a thousand spires no, I, no, it I, says, no, it says the name Terrace. Terrace, means, Terrace means the land of a thousand spires. Oh, land yeah. of a thousand spires. Yeah. Wait, so, where is it? It's uh, well, my book's one hundred ninety-seven. Is the the page, but I'm not sure if your book. But... Anyway, I just remember that, and I got a little it's confused. Before their it, meeting. It's before the meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, I just thought that was kind of cool, but I was like, I was trying to understand. Now that you guys have explained it to me, it sounds like the land means. A hill, a, a, a hill of a thousand spires, and then mm-hmm. the the actual palace was shaped to look mm-hmm. like to the mimic. land. Yeah, got it. Okay, okay. That's now, how I read it. Okay, yeah. so no, 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 no. Here's what it's saying. Um, okay, <laughs> uh, it's he's he's looking toward toward Credit Shaw, the Lord mm-hmm. Ruler's palace. The name was Terrace. As oh, the, the name, name, uh, name of Chris Shaw was Terrace. Got name, it. It's a Terrace name. It's a Terrace name. Yeah. I misread that too. Okay. Nanda, I'll stay with you. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Good. Well, because again, I'm listening to Remember, English I'm doing major, audiobook. Yeah. So I'm looking at <laughs> audiobook. I'm like, huh? And so it kind of throws me off a bit. Yeah, especially so the, because, and especially since these a lot of terms are haven't been used a lot before. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to write down notes so I can keep it all straight in my head. Because sure. um, remember, the, I mean, the the word terrorist has been used since basically chapter one. Yeah, very, very early, ambiguously at the you know it's like those all those openings for like every mm-hmm. chapter, which you're not oh, supposed that, to understand yeah. what's going on. Yeah. And they keep going around the term terrorist. I'm like, okay, what is terrorist? What is terrorist? By the way, I have a theory. What is your theory? I want to hear it. All right, <laughs> so my theory is it's one of two things. All right, that these things are either being read by. Um, the Lord Ruler himself from his secret pink diary, um, or it's his somebody. Hey, <laughs> that's Lord. That's the Lord Ruler's diary right there. Um, I feel like it's getting re- read from his diary, or it's an associate of his that was affiliated with him on his rise to power, where he was trying to do goodbye the world and the people in general and that those two people had a separation um and so this person aligned with him they rose to power to do the right thing then somewhere or another corruption occurred and those two people broke apart and then it was absolute power corrupting absolutely that's my theory right now um, we'll see how that changes over the time. But I mean, again, I would just keep trying to catalog what all mm-hmm. these like little sayings are because they're always out of context. You don't know what it means. 
or right. whatever. And as we get like little snippets of information, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Why do you so, think okay. they use the terrorist word to name the main villain? I don't know yet. I, I I mean because again, terrorist keeps getting used a lot. It's used to describe a people. It's used to describe a land. It's it's it just keeps coming. It's a up language a lot. of the people yes, of the land. Like the people that are like yeah, and so enslaved, right. So unfortunately, I just I I don't have enough information right now. I've got enough oh. bits of information to kind of help me out. And again, I'm a first time reader, so some there's probably. Um, well, like every book, you know, it's there's probably stuff that I've glossed over sure. because I don't know what's important. But it's it's again going back to like you know me being Agatha Christie guy. I mean, it's like when I would read an Agatha Christie book, and it would be like, oh, and the doctor happened to drop his knife in the bag, and it's like, oh, okay, somebody put a knife in the bag, and it's like later, it's like you find out, oh yeah, that's how he got away with murdering thirty people because he just kept you know blah 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 as a scalpel. Um, that kind of thing. And so I feel like it's just probably innocuous information that I haven't real, really gotten kind of jigsawed together mm -hmm. to figure out exactly how these things all work together. Um, so anyway, I'm just keep I'm going to keep throwing out my theories as we're going along. Um, but that's one where of, I'm at right now. One of the one of the little details that I remember bothering me when the first time I read it was and I and I caught it this time, too, was that um, when it's talking about the Lord ruler and being afraid of the keepers or whatever uh, somewhere mm -hmm. in that section it also mentions that he has instituted a breeding program for the terrorist men like for the terrorist people i don't remember that because uh, it talks sure. about killing off a bunch of the keepers and there's like a breeding program and i'm like oh this is like some like cold world or like nazi like yeah weird crap yeah. going on here i don't know what this is about and i just remember being like weirded out by having a breeding program for anybody yeah, yeah. i mean like that's like what yeah yeah and then was it hammond who ham who also brought the whole thing with like are we doing the right thing by trying to throw the yes. ruler? like yeah he's like he's like he's god and if what do god you think about that chooses what's right and what's morally correct then are we the bad guys for trying to take him down <laughs> take him down what, what are your thoughts what is it is it okay to kill a guy <laughs> um what's a god to a king what's a king to it <laughs> i'm gonna go with my rap my rap reference um no um i'm gonna say uh you know he who it, it's the golden rule thing right he who's got all the gold makes the rules kind of thing and so i i, I don't believe in any of that morality stuff when it's you know somebody telling you that they're a god and by mm -hmm. the way we haven't met this dude i mean I, yeah well breeze even corrects me he's like he's not a god he's a sliver of infinity like that's right. not the I same mean, thing. Yeah, uh, he's been around for a long time. He's got crazy power, I, I have to assume. Um, he's obviously hoarding a bunch of, you know, this ATM to himself so that mm -hmm. way he can kind of hold on to this power because he knows based on what Kelsier assumes, is like if he gets his hands on this, it's like I I, I can take you out. Um, but yeah, when it comes to this whole idea of of morality and all of that, I you know, I'm like with everybody else. I'm like, well, just because you make the rules doesn't mean, you know, they're, uh, you know, something that can't be broken. I just, Did I you, don't, I've never believed in that. So you think they'll succeed? Um, you, know, I'll go back to my theory before, and I'm, I haven't been dissuaded from it enough yet to uh, break away from the theory. But I, I, 
I think Kelsier is a little gung ho. I think Kelsier maybe has delusions about what he's gonna be able to accomplish by himself. I think he's gonna get taken out. Um, I think that he's gonna go in here headstrong at some point in time. He's got a lot of emotional baggage that he's carrying. Um, and that could be a liability. Um, and I think Vin's gonna have to step up and you know take over in some capacity. When do you expect um, that to happen? Uh, on page 420. <laughs> I asked that in the chat last time. I'm like, okay, it's a trilogy. Uh, When's this gonna happen? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Book one, um, book two, book three. What about <laughs> what about getting rid of this the sliver himself? How soon or how far? The Lord Ruler. Yeah. I, I've I've got no idea. I mean, um, we're only right chapter now. ten, so yeah, yeah. yeah. We're sorry. Like, well, like and plus, pages. the other thing is too. And plus, um, Kelsey's about to go visit him. Like. Soon he's, yeah. he announces that I'm gonna go visit the Lord Ruler. They're like, he's right. like, like, are what? you insane? Like, he's yeah. Like, oh what? yeah. You Don't you remember what happened last time you did that? <laughs> I am Dude. also trying to, and that's the other reason too why I'm not doing any research. Is I all I'm I'm trying to read the book, um, as if the book just came out. You mm-hmm. know that I don't sure. know. I have not even researched how many other books there are. I refused. I'm not going to look up and see like how many, you know, oh, trilogies or what. I I don't want to know. Um, I'm I'm doing my best to just basically treat this book as a silo. I will read this book. Um, mm-hmm. it it everything I'm saying could be self-contained in this one book, and then the next book is about you know, um, Kelsier's uh, grandchild named Marty McFly, mm-hmm. and sure. you know they go off and watch Jaws, uh, eight in 3d and the whole deal i have no idea but i'm just gonna leave it at that and again i'm just gonna try and treat this as like a a, you know one-off and see what happens from there okay yep so don't so i i'm not gonna make any predictions about what book i think is gonna happen or anything everything i'm saying we'll assume everything i'm saying i assume is gonna happen in this one book so my one warning for you then is to not let the details escape you as you carry yourself, not just through the trilogy, but through the variety, the various volumes that Sanderson has written, mm-hmm. there will be pieces that are going to be important elsewhere. So I'll right. I'll leave you with that to kind of keep your mind spinning while you're reading. <laughs> trust me, there you will get to a moment in one book, and this book means absolutely nothing to Miss Bourne. But you'll be like, oh, that I've heard that somewhere. Right. I've read that somewhere else. Like heard it because you're listening to the volumes. Uh-huh. I heard that somewhere else. Why? Why is that familiar? And then you'll be sleeping. You'll wake up at like two o'clock, and you're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> oh, like, okay. There. Okay. Okay. I mean, it, it, is... yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It, it it does like it. It keeps you engaged and keeps you invested. Mm-hmm. Good deal. But what I had to do when when once I, I, I understood that that was going to be that way, mm-hmm. I had to kind of let that go a bit. Like, I see this detail. I know it has some importance somehow. I don't know what. So I'm going to note it, but I'm just mm-hmm. going to keep going with my current story and mm-hmm. not worry about that. And then figure out that either... When I read something else or when I reread or maybe someday I'll listen to a podcast that that talks about all of the interconnectivity of stuff and 
I'm going to enjoy what I'm going through with this particular storyline, but I know that that means something. Right. I just I'm, don't know what it is. So my approach has always been, and I, I love doing this for even like everything that I watch in terms of, of, you know, movies and doing deep dives. I love as a comic book guy, I love um, watching these movies and I pick up like a lot of details and stuff. And I love watching those YouTube videos afterwards, like new rock stars and stuff like that. And they like all the details you missed because you Mm -hmm. can't sit there and pause a movie when you're sitting there watching the first time and just like pause every single little detail. Mm -hmm. And so I love the fact that, you know, after the fact, I can watch these like other videos that do these breakdowns for me. And I'm looking forward to the moment that when we finish the book, <laughs> I can go back and do that yeah. and have somebody like break down those details. Cause again, I don't want to, cause that's just my nature. I like, I want to know all this stuff and you know, all these details and stuff, but I, I just know that, you know, just to be fair, I will not, you know, mm-hmm. spoiler anything or whatever. Yeah. I'm probably glossing over a thousand things that I probably should be paying attention to. But again, I'm looking forward to when we finish the book that I can do the deep dive and see like, all these references and things that were probably mentioned early on in the book to give you a bunch of allusions to things that are going to happen later. Um, mm-hmm. I get the impression uh, Sanderson is a very detail oriented person. He's probably writing now. He's like really intricate outlines for all these books. And he's going to have like, you know, all these foreshadowings and things like that going on. And I'm looking forward to hearing about all of that, but I know I have to wait until I finish the book to be able to go back and, you know, and, and, and flesh all that out. But I'm looking forward to that though. So this is probably a comic reference. Chris Claremont. Oh yes, as a big, huge X Men guy, because yeah. I have every X Men issue between ninety four and four hundred. That Chris Claremont run was amazing. Anyway, yeah, yeah. prolific writer. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Cool. Thank cool, you cool. for thank you for uh, putting that out there to a fellow comic book head like me. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so they have the final meeting. You know, Kelsey announces he's going to go visit the Lord Ruler. Everything's crazy. And then Hammond comes in and is like, hey, um, the layer just got raided. That raid, the, you know, the one we met in last time? Yeah, that's, it just got raided by the steel, the steel yeah. ministry. And Vin immediately thinks, oh crap, came in place. And that's how we end the chapter. Right. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Got to do that. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. So. That's how we end it. So, any final thoughts or anything? Um, I, I mean, I didn't have anything else to really add. Um, I mean, again, I like to see you know, Vin can continue to get trained up. Um, mm-hmm. More again, montages. More um, montages, please. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hashtag more cowbell, more montages. Yes. <laughs> the, it, these chapters, these beginning chapters, are really quick and easy to go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. Because it's very simplistic right now. But as the book goes on, the chapters definitely evolve and become a little bit more complex. So I'm Mm -hmm. interested to see kind of, you know, 10 chapters, 20, 30 chapters from now, exactly where your theories will go, where your thoughts will be, Mm -hmm. um, whether or not you're impressed with the development of the different characters. Because... Because, I mean... Right now, I know that, you know, especially when you talk about a new world, new characters and stuff right now, the 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 main thing an author is going to do is repetition. So that way you mm-hmm. just get it drilled in your head. Just repeat right. the same names, um, tell you the same descriptions of the, of the person over and over again. <clears throat> you know, keep talking about their personalities. Um, say so and so is gruff. Say so and so is, you know, fly and fresh to death breeze. 
you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And th- that <laughs> way it just keeps coming back in your head. And then once you start, you know, having that association, it's like, okay, well, this is that person's persona. Then these backstories are going to probably get fleshed out a lot more. Um, so I anticipate mm-hmm. that to probably start happening a lot more in the future. Um, Cause we still don't know how this band of brothers came together. I, I really want to hear more about that. Um, you know, all these backstories, okay. you know, all of that. I look forward to seeing, you know, hearing more about that. Um, you know, even down to, you know, you know, the right hand man docs and I want to, you know, what's, what's, how'd you guys get to meet? you know, let's hear your mm-hmm. meet cute story, the whole deal. Um, looking forward to that. Um, cause I mean, it, they make some allusions to some things about how they know each other, mm-hmm. but you know, th- there's a whole lot more going on there. So I'm looking forward to hearing that. So. Yeah. And there's still plenty more magic to learn. So, oh yeah, a yes. lot more magic to learn because I mean, obviously Kelsey doesn't know everything. He's he's still making, he's making assumptions on his own um, right now, and he doesn't know what's really going on. He didn't so. get to go to like you know like Hogwarts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Oh yeah, and I want to look, and I want to you know, Kelsey's uh, the the guy that taught Kelsey. I cannot remember his name. Uh, he referred to him. He's referred to him like yeah, three or four times now. He does. It's uh, just the G, I think. Yeah, because I mean, because this guy obviously is not around right now. So what happened to him? Why are they not hanging out? You know, uh, Gimmel was that it? I do not remember. I'm right gonna now. be honest. Yeah, Gimmel, Gimmel, Gimmel. Yeah, okay. Gimmel's the misborn who trained Kelsey now. Okay, and I want to hear more about that. And I want to hear about um, was there a rift between the two? Why is he not around? Why is he not like mm-hmm. involved in? I mean, obviously, if he trained him, why didn't he send Vin to get training from this guy? And I'm like, okay, well, there's a reason. There's a there's a rift here, or. He's dead to the dead, dead, dead. And I'm like, okay, well, then what happened? Did they try to go raid something, do something, whatever? And I'm like, I want to hear that story, mm-hmm. too. Because I feel like there's probably some baggage there for Kelsier. If that guy, regardless, whether he's still alive or not alive, there's some emotional baggage there as well. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of baggage with sure. Kelsier. Mm-hmm. Oh, so we're going so to call this book Samsonite. <laughs> 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 Fair enough. Yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's all we have, I think, for these episodes. So make sure you uh, please the algorithm people and uh, like it. Subscribe to our channel. Um, it really helps the channel grow um, and, and helps other people find us. Um, and that's really what's more important. Um, so feel free to leave comments. Or if you know, or... know anybody who likes Sanderson, mm-hmm. yeah. reading Mistborn. Yeah. yeah. If you're just. Life. Yeah, if you're just listening to the podcast and not the YouTube, go check out YouTube and subscribe there too. So um, you can still yeah, listen come. while you're in your car. Don't watch the YouTube while you're driving. Cause... Yeah, be, or be a new reader. Read along with me as I <laughs> like try to you know, get into it and share your same theories at the same time I'm sharing my theories. And yeah. we'll see which one of us is right. I'm probably wrong. I'm just saying. Yeah. And, and we have some few places you can do that. Um, you can you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can join Discord, the Will Reads Discord server. We have a section there under there, so you can find links to that at thewillreads.com. We will have the Cosmere uh, Reads.com uh, uh, website coming up at some point. I'm still trying to get a few other links in place before I do that, so I have the name. I, I know it's I've been saying this for weeks now, but uh, it is going to come. I'm just trying to get all my ducks in a line before I launch it because I don't like to go back in and try to do things after. 
the fact <laughs> it's just yeah uh getting everything everything together first so we'll get there um but yeah other than that uh make sure to leave reviews listen to us um and tell your friends about us and if your uh, other friends are into cosmere um so that's all i got for this week guys so thanks for having me until next pleasure, time. everybody appreciate you <laughs> fresh. Thank you for listening to the Cosmere Reads. See y'all next time.